All right, Grace Point, welcome to Thursday night. We're uh, on part two of chapter 13. Last week, and I'm not going to reread it to save some time. You can go back and listen to last week's broadcast last Thursday. But we're beginning to introduce some parables in Matthew 13 that Jesus spoke. And we began with the parable of the sower. We talked about the mystery of the kingdom, how that the disciples or the followers of Jesus were given understanding, but to those that were outside, everything was spoken to them in parables. And the Lord even told them why. It's what people's hearts were hard, their ears were blocked up, their eyes were shut, and he wasn't able to uh, get his word across to them. Uh, and, and like it's just, we read out of Revelation chapter 3, said, Anoint your eyes with eye salve, open up your ear, lend an ear to the voice of the Spirit of God. He's knocking at the door of your heart, open up. And he says, a prerequisite of all of this is repentance. Turn so you can be healed. God wants to pour out his wisdom on you. The reason he was pouring out his wisdom on the disciples is they were chosen their hearts were soft, and they were following and obeying Jesus. They were listening to His voice. Okay, now there's another thing, and I want to throw this in here. When we don't listen to the Lord, He says He's going to harden our heart further, just like He did Pharaoh. Pharaoh hardened his heart, and when Pharaoh hardened his heart, God hardened Pharaoh's heart. When we don't listen to the Lord... When we suppress the truth in unrighteousness, God allows our heart to become harder. And I want to show you a scripture on this. I was reading this. It says, seeing they don't see, this is uh, verse 13. I speak to them in parables, though seeing they don't see and hearing they do not understand or they do not hear. Flip over with me to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And I believe we're going to start with verse 9. I, I could go back further. It's a powerful thought in 2 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and yeah, we'll start with verse 9. Paul's talking about the end times here. 2 Thessalonians is an amazing book, has a, there's a lot in it. He's talking about the return of the Lord, but listen to what he says, verse 9. The coming of the lawless one, or the Antichrist, will be in accordance with the works of Satan, displayed in all kinds of miracle, counterfeit miracles, signs and wonders, and in every sort of evil that deceives those who are perishing. Listen to this. They perish because they refuse to love the truth. Say that. Why did they perish? It's what I've been teaching, what I taught last week. They perished because they refused to love the truth and so be saved. Now get this, just exactly what I've been saying. For this reason, they rejected the truth. They hardened their hearts, right? They refused to receive the truth. For this reason, God sends them a powerful delusion so that they will believe a lie. And so all will be condemned who have not believed the truth, but have delighted in wickedness. Very much like 
Romans chapter, this isn't just one place where Paul talks like this. There are several places where he talks like this, but it's just like in the book of uh, Romans. Paul says in verse 18, the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth in their wickedness. This is what really what Jesus is referring to. When we reject the truth, when the truth comes to us and we suppress it in wickedness, maybe you don't want to repent. So every time the Lord comes and He's trying to get you to repent, you won't repent. You keep suppressing it. Believer, God is so good. He'll come to you again and again. But if we don't listen, there'll come a time when you can fall almost irretrievably. What's that scripture? It says, if you stiffen your neck, you know, you'll fall and, you, you, you'll fall and the damage will be, uh, you won't be able to be fixed. You'll break your neck. Those that stiffen their neck to the Lord, they'll break their neck. So God will come to you if you reject Him. The unbeliever, when the gospel of God's grace comes to them, and they suppress it or throw it out or don't respond to it, they harden their hearts. It says here, it says that God will send them a strong delusion so that they'll believe a lie. Well, they already believe a lie, and now they'll even believe further lies, and they'll be deceived. And this is how the Antichrist or the one world system is going to take over. People will be totally deceived. I can see myself right now in our country, in our world, that there is a globalist deception, a one-world deception that's going on right now. And I, I don't want to get into specifics because people argue about it, but a lot of these things that uh, the media is behind and many, many politicians on the left and the right are just deception. And when people don't believe in the gospel and they don't believe in truth, they're sitting ducks for deception. I'm not trying to be controversial, folks. I'm really not. But for people, think about how deceived you have to be to, to say and believe that men can have babies. Now, I know what they're trying to say. They're saying that women who go through, become transgender and choose to be men, okay, they're now men and they can have babies. It's ridiculous. But there's people that really believe that, that that's really a man now. You, you know how you know that that woman is not a man? By the fact that she can't have a baby. But there are people that truly, they will get, as the Supreme Court justice, and honestly, I'm not trying to be political. I'm just telling you, this is how deluded the Supreme Court justice could not even define to you what a man or a woman are. And it's very simple. It's, very, it's, it's science. There's biology in it. Unless you're a hermaphrodite, there is biology in it. We, we know what a man and woman, but people get so deceived that they'll believe a lie. And folks, there are dozens, if not hundreds of lies that people believe, and they're deceived, and they get into delusion. In fact, in Romans chapter 1, Paul says people will be deluded, and they'll suppress the truth, and they'll worship idols. They'll worship forfeited beasts. They worship money. They worship fame. Uh, when people are deceived, and, and, 
and they go further and further being deceived and deceiving others. Then he says, because they suppress the truth and unrighteousness, men will burn in lust toward one another, women will burn in lust toward one another. Nature itself teaches you that that's not right. Men and women, biologically, scientifically, are designed to have sexual intimacy to produce offspring. Even if you believed in Darwinism, you would have to believe that, which I don't. You'd have to believe that the normal process is men with women. They fit together. Men and women together can produce seed. A man and a man cannot produce seed. A woman and a woman cannot produce seed. Now, I know some people have those desires out there. Some men want to be a woman and some women want to be a man, but that does not make you a man or a woman. But because people suppress the truth in unrighteousness, the Word of God says they're deceived. Listen, I could no more become a woman because I want to be than I could become a giraffe. I'm not saying that to be funny. I can't be a giraffe. Even if I pretended to be a giraffe, dressed up like a giraffe, I couldn't be a giraffe. I'm not a giraffe. I'm a man. And, and, you, and again, you could go on and on. That's one area we, we, we point out, but um, that's an area of delusion. And, and you see it more and more. And I don't want to get too... There's, there's a lot of ways that our society is being deluded and deceived that it's hard to even speak into it. Well, how, how, how do we prevent ourselves from being deceived by obeying, listening to God, following after God, and obeying the Lord? And I want to say this. I don't know how much time I have. I want to give a story here. Okay, I got just a few minutes. Folks, one of the best ways that you can keep yourself from being deceived whether by a preacher. He said these guys are going to be doing miracles, counterfeit miracles. There's real miracles out there. It's a good thing to do miracles in Jesus' name, but he said there's going to be counterfeit miracles. The way that you can tell something's true or false, folks, is going to the Word of God. God has given us His Word that we can go into the Word and He'll teach us. We can go into the Word and study it and we can find out God's mind toward things. If we humble ourselves and understand that God knows how He made us, that God has a plan for us and a design for us, and we humble ourselves, we can keep from being deceived by being students of the Word and prayer, praying over the Word. David said, Thy Word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. I'll tell the story about this guy that I heard, and then I'll end there. Time went very fast today. <laughs> Talking about deception. If you harden your heart, you're a candidate for deception. I heard this guy on a podcast here recently, and uh, he said politically he was an anarchist. And, uh, and uh, you know, I don't know if you know what an anarchist believes, but it's not that they just believe in total anarchy, okay? That's not what they believe. But an anarchist is a person that wants governments to come down. They don't want government telling them what to do. They want freedom. They, they want to, you know, 
few laws as possible. They want to make their own mind up. They want to do what they want to do. They don't want a government tell them what to do. It's so funny. This guy was an anarchist, and yet he moved away from New York City, and he moved to Austin, Texas. And the interviewer asked him, why did you leave New York City and move to Austin? I wonder, what do you think? We're talking about being deceived here. Why do you think this guy left New York City? He left New York City because on the subways, people were smoking. In the uh, subways, people were sitting on the steps where you couldn't walk. People were walking up to people, intimidating, uh, asking for money, threatening them, basically stealing from them. People were doing drug deals on Times Square, right out in the open. And on and on, he mentioned all this behavior uh, where people were basically lawless or the spirit of anarchy was all over New York. I've seen videos of New York where policemen being beat, literally beat, where you and I, if we did it in Utica, we'd be in jail a minimum of five years if we beat a policeman. These guys literally beat a policeman and they're out on the street four hours later. I just saw it. Other ones are throwing bottles at them and doing things. They're not even being arrested because they're not enforcing the law. Folks, that is anarchy. And the reason this anarchist left New York City was because of anarchy. Ideas have consequences. Beliefs have consequences. So he goes to another city. He hasn't changed his belief in anarchy. He just takes that belief and he moves it to another city. And if the ideas that he has take root in that city, that city will become just like New York, and he'll move and go to another city. A lot of these inner cities are in shambles, and they're lawless, and they're filled with anarchy, and yet policies don't change. People are deluded. Policies don't change. There aren't new ideas. Same old things being done over and over. People are left in poverty. Uh, Young girls getting pregnant out of wedlock in unprecedented numbers, just drug addiction and and just incredible. All these things are just leaps and bounds over and over, and yet we do the same things over and over. This guy was unwilling to stay in a city filled with anarchy, and yet he was an anarchist. He's deluded. I'll just leave it right there. starting to preach. I'm going over my time. Folks, the way to escape error is to spend time in the Word prayerfully, humble our hearts, and receive from the Lord. We'll pick up there next week.